0: I didn't realize this is called call shots. What a name I was you know I was struggling with I was struggling with the name, and you know it called call in and so why not why not call in shots it's very clever or that was as clever as I could do on on short notice and I, so I'm sticking with it i get it it's yeah. uh it's a pun it's a play on words it is a play on words <laughs> uh, i don't know if you know this, but writers enjoy making plays on words
1: No, nah, i didn't come we, up with we, a ridiculous we, name or something really stupid literally yesterday. <laughs> or, or ever. <laughs> All right. As some
0: folks are from uh, 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 Chase, our uh, our technical advisor, should something go wrong again. Although I've figured it out better than than we did yesterday with Ben. Um, got Jared on, and we're we're gonna we're gonna talk uh, uh, trade deadline or or trade season coming up in the NBA now. Um, and so, going to do it a little differently than yesterday. Just if if anyone has sort of a, a question about something we're talking about, uh, you know, raise your hand, jump on in. We'll uh, we'll 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 take calls as we go because you know live radio that's what it's for, right? Uh, so, Jared, first of all, um, for folks not familiar with you, uh, quick uh, introduction and
1: and uh, tell people where they can find your work. Uh, I'm Jared Dubin. You can find uh, most of my work. I just send it out on Twitter, uh, J Dubin Five. Mostly right now, I'm writing at five thirty eight. Wherever else they're willing to take my work, that usually goes there as well. Um, That's about it. Yeah. So, actually, speaking of five thirty eight, as an
0: aside, before we get into the meat of it, uh, you wrote the other day about uh, you know about uh, Demar Derozan perfecting his 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 craft. You want to want to give a quick summary of that?
1: Oh yeah, basically. So. DeMar obviously has been really good this year. Like, you know, one of the, I don't know, 10 or so best players in the league so far. And um, he had hit the, you know, the two game winning threes over the weekend. And basically I just wrote about his season so far and the way, like it's how it's the culmination essentially of a tweak that he made a few years back where, you know, most players to get more efficient they 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 cut down their diet of long twos and start taking more threes. DeMar cut down his diet of long twos, but instead of taking more threes, he's just taking more, slightly less long twos. <laughs> um, so instead of shots from like 16 to 23 feet, he's taking a ton of shots from 10 to 16 feet, which is like his most common shot location now. And this year he's shooting like 55% from there and and so, he's one of the best foul drawers of all time on on that kind of shot, it's just, yes, so it's, it's sort of
0: the willingness to take would for most players be ridiculous shots kind of gets him guys hanging all over him well, if a guy's hanging all over him, he might touch him and if he, exactly he um so he's drawn
1: them. this yeah. season thirty five fouls on mid range jumpers that's more that's than crazy. the next two closest players combined and that's <laughs> and that's sort of a that's that's been sort of a story for his entire career as well, yeah. So, um he's like in close to like 550 or something like that during the player tracking era which basically goes back to his first all-star season and the next closest player is at 299 <laughs> so it's pretty outrageous and i just sort of went into you know everything that's going on with his season this year and how he's like peaking for his career in year 13 which is highly unusual
0: sure all right. So uh, he's a player who's not going to get traded at the deadline. Maybe his, <laughs> maybe his team should uh, make a move at the deadline. Um they're they're well, I'm sure we'll get there, but uh, we talked about this on Nerd today also. Like they uh they're so much better than than we thought they were that mm-hmm. we actually have to in the conversation, "Hey, should the Bulls make are the Bulls good enough to make a win now move?"
1: Um, yeah. I mean, I think that they're basically the most obvious team for one of, like, the big wing guys. Um, And I think that, you know, the trade season for me starts with what I'm calling the Jeremy Grant sweepstakes, which there should be, like, five or six teams, basically, trying to get Jeremy Grant from the Pistons. And obviously, Chicago would be at or near the front of the line. And I would imagine it just comes down to, are they willing to trade Patrick Williams? If they are, I think they probably can get him. And if they're not, they probably can't. But there's, you know, some other big wing types that they could try to go after other than that. You know, Harrison Barnes, um, Kyle Anderson. If they don't think that Jeremy Grant is good enough, like maybe they say Patrick Williams and we're going to try to get Miles Bridges. Get ahead of like the restricted pre-agent game. It's um, spicy. Yeah. I, could I,
0: have, uh, I, I sort of, you know, have, I, I almost, I, I, I don't know. I almost would, would rather have Barnes if I'm them just i i kind of i th- i kind of think barnes's game is a little more playoff durable mm-hmm. than than at least than grants if he, if you're you know acquiring him to play the role that it would be worth paying the price to, that would be needed to acquire him you know right.
1: um, yeah i mean look barnes is a better shooter to start with and that I think makes him probably more playoff durable. There are some teams where Grant's extra ability to create off the dribble that he's shown last year and this year would matter more than it would I, for yeah. Chicago.
0: I, I think it matters none for Chicago. Like right. if if, 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 there's, if they're in a situation where they're, if they traded for him and were relying on Jeremy Grant to create, something would have gone horribly wrong to the mm-hmm. point where you almost wish you wouldn't have acquired him. I, I also kind of think that Barnes probably is a better
1: defensive matchup on big wings like, well he's stronger i mean yeah. we saw that when he was you know the the four in the the death lineup for yeah. a few years in golden state you know all
0: right well we're i think we're bearing the lead a little bit you uh you are if anything over prepared for this yes. conversation so you you've kind of broken down the what the the trade deadline looks like in a number of of different ways so why don't we why don't we start with just that like how yes. are how are you envisioning this 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 trade
1: deadline, this trade season um from sort of a market perspective? So I broke it down into essentially the universe of available or should be available players. So I had like like I mentioned, the Jeremy Grant sweepstakes, then all the guys from the Pacers, uh, Miles <laughs> Turner, DeMondis Sabonis, Karis Levert, Justin Holiday, Torrey Craig, maybe TJ Warren. Um, and then I have like Maybe the T. group T. of, McConnell, although the injury stuff there too. Yeah. I mean, Warren and McConnell both yeah. have, you know, the injury issues and then Brogdon has injury issues, but he can't yeah, he's, be traded. The extension. Yeah. Right. So then I have like the group of players that probably need to be traded. If their team wants to get the kind of upgrade that they're probably going to be searching for, which is like Ben Simmons, Talon Horton, Tucker, Joe Ingles, Cam Reddish, DeAndre Hunter, Danilo Gallinari, Patrick Williams, Jalen Smith, James Wiseman, Jordan Mora. And uh, then I had, like, the veterans that teams might w- be looking to get rid of. You're John Wall, Goran Dragic, Russell Westbrook, Robert Covington, Yusuf Nurkic, uh, Corey Joseph, Frank Jackson, Gary Harris. Um, and then that I young. broke down – well, I had uh, – the rest of the players in like your regular old trade targets. Okay. Um, so I had, um, somebody might want to get in front of like the Jalen Brunson market if they can get them from the Mavs. Um, I pointed out like the Knicks and Boston potentially. Then I have small wings, uh, Cambridge Williams, Hamadou Diallo, Terrence Davis, Lonnie Walker, uh, big wings, Harrison Barnes, Josh Hart, Kyle Anderson, get ahead of the Miles Bridges market, get ahead of the Jalen McDaniels market, get ahead of the Cody Martin market, Uh, Nick Batum, if the Clippers fall back a little bit, Jay Sean Tate, if if the Rockets are willing to do that. Then um, the hybrid bigs, Thad Young, Larry Nance, Chris Boucher, Christian Wood, and the regular bigs, Robin Lopez, Nerlens Noel or Mitchell Robinson, Mo Bamba and Montrezl Harrell or Thomas Bryant.
0: Okay. That is, that is, that is comprehensive. So where, where do you think the best way to best place to start? I mean, I feel like, I feel like we're sort of the the only place to start with talking trades is Ben Simmons, right?
1: Yeah. Ben Simmons, I didn't really know what category to put him in. I guess it's in like the <laughs> so
0: I mean the alpha piece with uh, Ben Simmons' entire career is is yeah. not really sure what to what to say about him or what what how to categorize him which is almost sort of the difficulty.
1: Yeah, and I mean like who should want Ben Simmons at the moment? Like the thing at the start of the season was like, you know, try to get uh Ben Simmons or try to get Dame Lillard or Brad Beal with Ben Simmons. That's just not happening I don't think like neither team is particularly interested in trading them Dame is hurt right now the Wizards are in playoff contention like neither one of those things is happening maybe they just hold on to Simmons for the rest of the season and I don't think that the sick, the sorry the the Blazers are going to try to do a we're going to get Ben Simmons to pair with Dame deal both because Dame is hurt and you know you still have to extend him probably this summer who knows what that looks like and the team is Really bad, and who from the Blazers that's not Lillard does the Sixers even want at the moment? Like does okay. CJ McCollum make them better?
0: Yes, but enough to matter, enough to sort of uh, use your use your sort of one bite at the apple and lock yourself in because I mean CJ McCollum, McCollum makes a lot of money in the next couple of years, uh, and he's is he better than Seth Curry? I suppose, it, but it, how much is that upgrade worth? And how much does that solve kind of some of the problems that, that, that Philly has? Um, you know, the, the so that's I, th- I feel like that's the, the, that's the question, is if the Sixers are intent on kind of getting one main guy back for Simmons, as opposed to, you know, several rotation pieces. Um, and I think that's probably right. Um, certainly, with the emergence of Tyrese Maxey, um, the the need for like guards who can play, just guards who can play, is is reduced somewhat. Mm-hmm. So now you're you're kind of looking higher up the the like higher up the talent pyramid. But I think you're looking higher than C.J. McCollum. Like of the the sort of halfway talked about things. I mean, you've mentioned Miles Bridges a couple times, or mm-hmm. or you know someone who is. Mm-hmm. Probably not available though it's probably a discussion both teams should have Jalen Brown like that's you know that's sort of and even bridges is sort of that's a that's a that's a bet on, on 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 upside a little bit rather than you know obviously where he is uh or he's has been established to be especially as a playoff performer but mm-hmm. I think I mean you know that you have to to justify doing that you have to get pretty high go pretty high because getting a, a just okay player what does that make does that make the sixers uh like a legit conference finals threat team I, don't, I you know like it's basically from what they've had this year it's adding him for nothing but
1: but how what does that do for you right you know I wrote about it um over the summer or I guess it was technically like in the fall because the summer got pushed back this year um for for NBA purposes, I mean, not the actual summer. Um, Just s- some of the reasons that dealing Simmons is difficult, you know, from the perspective of what Daryl Morey is going to want for him and how he is perceived throughout the league. Like, usually when you have, you know, a, a star or star-ish player like Simmons, they get traded for like a pieces and picks kind of deal. That doesn't really get the Sixers where they want to go this year or or even next year. And with a player like Joel Embiid on your team, like you really need to be thinking and not just in the near term, but the immediate term, you don't know how long his prime is going to last. So getting pieces and picks that could help you down the line and maybe one day, you know, congeal together to be worth more than Simmons is not an ideal deal for them. And the big fish targets that they would say, like, we'll give you Simmons plus more to get, are not really available at the moment. Like the two guys that everybody thought that they were going to go after, like not only didn't request trades, but instead like reiterated their desire to stay where they are now in, in Dame and Beal. And both Beal is like really not shooting well this season. He's shooting like less than 30% from three. Dame was obviously not shooting well to start the season and sort of playing well, but now he's hurt again. Both guys have some injury concerns going on uh beal can be a free agent so like the players that they'd want aren't available the things that could be available to them they probably don't want and it's also i think it's just much more difficult to trade him in season because he's such an unusual player and you really gotta like reorient your team around him and who's in position to do that in the middle of the year and then you have you know the teams that might have been interested in him like your sacramentos like the, the Sixers wanted De'Aaron Fox, but now what do you do with De'Aaron Fox and Tyrese Maxey? Like, is De'Aaron Fox even a target for you now? Do you ask for Halliburton? They're probably not giving you him anyway. The the Sixers, or sorry, not the Sixers, the uh, the Pacers sort of like fell apart, and they were another rumored destination. So, like, are they even interested in that at this point? And, and
0: the player that made the most sense there was, was pro- like, would have been Brogdon, just right. from a from a from a, a, a you know a. a, a a player standpoint, not not you know about contracts or anything. Right. He's obviously exactly. he's he's sort of just not available. No. Um, I did I had, a, I had a wild idea for a for a trade that kind of they, they made with the, with the Pacers that got them like uh, Sabonis and Warren and Chris Duarte, and that was like I, basically everyone looked at me like I was crazy <laughs> for well, for that idea. But I mean, I think like. Given how little there is, you know, elsewhere, you do kind of have to start getting creative if you're if you're Philly, and you know, I is that an ideal like swap? No, but our, but it, it's not that hard for me to construct the ways in which it would help them.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, Sabonis and Embiid would be kind of hilarious. Uh, I would love to see Simmons and Miles Turner as a four-five combination on the same team. Um, The one that intrigues me that doesn't get mentioned a lot is Atlanta. Like, if he can just be there, like, I guess, like, sort of secondary ball handler along with Trey. For who? Like, yeah, that's the issue. Is like.
0: Collins and? Or is that like. No,
1: I was thinking more like the prospects and. hmm. Like, Reddish and Hunter, Gallinari. (laughs) Um but then you'd have to like give up picks and the Hawks are probably not going to do that. And also what does that really do for the Sixers? Like they get two more wing defender ish kind of players, but then also you're taking a shooter out of the starting lineup with, and you're like, you're playing Simmons and Capella together, which is probably not great. Like it would certainly make them better at defense, um, which they desperately need right now. And I think it, you know, helps your sort of small ball looks when you want to go with Collins at center but it's
0: that that's a funny one because it's almost it almost just it, it creates the same problem just in reverse like the problem, like the problem is is Simmons like kind of needs the ball in his hands a lot in most team constructions to be to be maximally effective now with Philly that doesn't work because obviously their offense is is, is based around you know getting the ball into MB down low mm-hmm. um you flip that around to Atlanta, and you know, for as much as we we have wanted Trey to, you know, get a better get more of a balance between on ball and off ball play, that hasn't really happened yet. And still, um, regardless of almost who they've who they've brought in and paired him with, it's it it hasn't happened. I mean, we we kind of thought last year that that. Like, Bogdanovich was going to do that a little. And instead, Bog- Bogdanovich basically moved completely off the ball. <laughs> so um, now Simmons is, I think, a better creative player than Dill. Like, that's not a good indicator for that that working. For that... Yeah, like, no. Like, you, there's a theoretical way in which it could work. It's just it's hard to see with the actual players behaving the way that, that you know, with the preferences they've sort of expressed in their career so far, it's sort of hard to see them making those changes to their games to accommodate each other.
1: I think it's also hard to see based on like expressed preferences from Daryl, like the deals that me or you or anybody else would think make sense are like, you get, you know, a good rotation player plus some more stuff for Simmons, but Daryl doesn't want that. Like, I think it would be cool in Charlotte with LaMelo for like Gordon Hayward plus, but Daryl's
0: yeah. not going to want that. Yeah, yeah. uh have uh, uh, got Chase. Chase, uh, one one of the folks who actually helped me uh, get 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 started on on, on calling as I'm sure was a, a Lakers center question. I'm sure. <laughs> uh, those are too depressing. I actually speaking of Charlotte, um, not to pivot too far from Ben Simmons, but I thought we were getting Charlotte like a big man.
1: Is that ever going to happen? Is that like oh yeah. something that's they're, feasible? Uh, they're top of my list for Miles Turner. Is there a workable way to get there, you think, or is it... I mean, It would take Indiana being interested in P.J. Washington, probably. And I don't know how much, how realistic that is necessarily. But, like, P.J. Washington plus one of the two guys they picked in the first round this year plus a pick can get them someone pretty good, I would think. Like, if they want to, like, try to buy low on Mitchell Robinson, I think that would make a decent amount of sense for them. Um...
0: Is that really the best they can do for Miles Turner? Is is PJ Washington and stuff? I like I I am a big PJ Washington guy. I think he's a guy who is who's destined to be a a, a guy who who pisses you off because he beats your favorite team in the playoffs. Um, kind of guy like a like sort of a modern Robert Ory type. Um, but uh, that seems pretty light.
1: For yeah. Miles well, Turner. so I tried to identify like a bunch you of think, teams Jason, for him charlotte Dallas, Toronto, the clippers um, the Knicks, but it 's like they have to like James Wiseman or they have to like Mitch Robinson or they have to like um, p j washington like all know. right
0: you mentioned you mentioned the name and let's so let's let 's kind of since we 've talked about miles turner let 's this is this is something that sort of frustrated me is um yeah. Like okay, like Jonathan Kuminga in particular has been has been very intriguing this season. Mm-hmm. That said, Steph Curry is 34 in March. Draymond Green is not is it has has a ticking clock, which we don't know when it ends. Klay Thompson is who knows at this point. Um, I don't understand the desire to kind of to middle it and say yeah, we're going all in for the championship this year, but we're also building. Like if it's if again if it's if the trade is Miles Turner and Jonathan Kuminga sorry uh James Wiseman and Miles and Jonathan Kuminga for Miles Turner you're not doing that like why is that not just like you're trying to win a championship at the end of this era get it done what am i missing other than
1: teams overvaluing guys that they drafted well i was going to say matching salary but no that worked that's that's legal like that work Oh, Wiseman like, makes Because
0: Wiseman, point. yeah, we, Wiseman makes the makes a ton. Like in the new rookie scale, like number two picks make a lot of money.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say, like, I, I would be not shocked necessarily, but like kind of disappointed if at least two of the three of Kumingo, Wiseman, and Moody don't get moved for someone who like really puts them over the top. This year,
0: but it, it seems from everything that we've seen coming out of there that it's just they're just not really even considering that, and that yeah. just it—it—it it, it, it really like it frustrates me, and I sort of have the sense that that is a a choice that's that's coming from above Bob Myers' head, and it would be frustrating to me as well. It's like well, you want me to win a championship, but you won't let me go win a championship,
1: right? I mean, it's it's. I... it's, it's
0: they're they're no, so I, I, reliant on, on sure. Steph being great every night. That as good think, as their defense is,
1: they yeah, need more specifically. Like, I think Looney has been good for them this year. He can play physically at most like twenty minutes a night at this point. Having another guy that can soak up the you know ten to fifteen minutes that Draymond isn't going to play at center instead of like Bealitza, who's just going to be a defensive liability in the playoffs. Like, they need somebody for that role. And especially, like, if Looney gets hurt, all of a sudden you really have nobody else at center. Um, so, like, in, a, in terms of a low-end target, I thought Robin Lopez could make sense for them. He only makes, like, $5 million, though, so it's difficult to find a workable trade there. But, I mean, Turner is, like, the, the A-plus guy that they could get. And if they can, like, I would do it in a second.
0: Yeah. Okay. So we're, so, so you basically agree with me on, on that, that's, that, you know, it's in sort of one of the chief, what are we doing here? Things we try, are we trying to win or not? Are we trying to win a title this year or not? Uh, it's it like, you know, put your, put your money where your mouth is a little bit. Uh, Zach, Zach's got a question. Zach joined us a little bit, uh, yesterday as well. So welcome back, Zach.
1: Thank you. So one thing around that, so I'm a Rockets fan. So one thing I've been thinking about is would like at 26, he's still pretty young. Would that be something the Warriors, a uh, big man for them? And just I've been thinking around maybe like get back wise men. But they as you said, they probably are building for the future. So they probably don't want to give up on that, the sunk cost bias and stuff like that. But that's just something I was asking for the Rockets. What are some reasonable trades and what are some
0: things sure. they could be looking for to help improve for the future? So I'm, I'm of two minds of this. I've been like, we, when I was with the Bucks, we signed Christian Wood and I was a big proponent of that. And, and I think he's developed into an interesting player. At the same time, he's kind of played, you know, we had an expression, we talked about like fake games, which are, you know, sort of, unless it's a, you know, unless it's a game between two teams that are likely playoff teams. rotation minutes like it's kind of not the same as real basket like real nba playoff indicative basketball and christian wood has played has arguably not played a real game in his career and and if you're trying to win a championship how how like how certain are you that that's something like a guy you're just not sure he can defend and not sure he can hold up to the physicality and not sure you know that frankly, like, is is ready to play in that environment because there is some learning that goes on in playing in that environment. What do you think, Jared?
1: I really like Christian Wood. I uh, back in the day, I had him on the. I called it like the Montrezl Harrell All Stars, which was like the guys that are sort of buried in the rotation but crazy productive in not very many minutes. And then you know he wound up getting so the, so the Boban All Stars really. Yeah, but it was like so just in ter- but it was like young guys right. who I think that if they got a shot to play real minutes would be really good. And I think that that sort of worked out the way I envisioned for Christian Wood, but like you said, the question is whether he can be really good in the setting that kind of matters. Um I think that the guy that pl- that playoff team should be interested from Houston is Jay Sean Tate. Like anybody who needs a big wing defender that can't get in on Jeremy Grant or Harrison Barnes or somebody else, like I would be trying to go get Jason Tate, but he's like, he's 26. I think at this point he's not signed long-term. He's not like the next good Rockets team, the chance of it featuring Jay Sean Tate seems really, really low considering how uh, far away the Rockets are right now. And if they can get, you know, I don't know if you can necessarily get a first round pick, but if you can get, you know, a, a prospect and two second round picks, or something like that. Like that seems like selling low now, but what's going to do more for them for the timeline that they're building on? Jayshon Tate for the next year and a half, or a prospect who's younger and you know picks that you can throw into a trade in the future. Like for me, I, that's a guy I would be trying to get if I was a good team that couldn't get you know the the, the top big wing guys on the market.
0: Yeah, there's 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 a few guys like that, and and the, uh, one of the things that 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 you know. I think has been sort of revealed in the last couple playoffs is the importance of having physicality on the wings to be able to like, that's the kind of thing that lets you downsize effectively, lets you play smaller is if you've got guys who can, who can body up and, and, you know, you, use their, that, that strength to, to, you know, get away with some of the liberties that small guys tend to get away with. When their size mismatches, and so if you've got a guy who's small but stout, that, that, that gives you some that gives you some defensive options. So you know, it, it, Tate is one of those guys. Like you know, you mentioned Kendrick Williams. Uh, you know, uh, you know uh, slightly bigger and probably slightly higher profile. I kind of fit P.J. Washington in there, even though he's more of a, mm-hmm. a, a combo forward than
1: a than a than a wing. Um, uh, Josh but, Hart. Was yeah. another guy I mentioned, um, yep. Cody Martin. Like I feel like you just need like, if you're going to try to go small at any point in the playoffs, you need like five guys between six five and six nine that you can cycle through to see what the best matchups are.
0: Yeah, and and the those guys being and not necessarily those those guys being like crafty types, but those guys being athletic and strong types, with the possible exception of of someone like like Kyle Anderson who who is able to play pretty... is able to play more athletic than he is because of his, his frame. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah.
1: yeah um, similar um, thing for, like, that Young, but in a, obviously a different way.
0: Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, th- 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 thanks, Zach. Um, I don't know. Is there, like... The other thing is, like, what... like What should the Rockets be looking to do? Is, are they still... Do you think they're still in just should be still in pure kind of asset collection mode so that, um, yeah, you know, yeah, you like, as you said, Jay Sean Tate is not part of the next like good, um, rockets team, but it is nice to have solid guys to kind of build around as well, a little bit on some level. Like you can't have, you can't have 15 young guys and, and expect, you know, more like the, the best few of them will figure it out because it was going to work for them anyway. But for the other guys, I've always felt that, like, the other guys, the guys who have a chance but aren't going to be stars, like, to become a become a good role player, they need a role. And mm-hmm. if nobody knows what they're doing, there's not really any roles for anyone to play. So I, mm-hmm. I you know, I do, you know, I, I kind of, the, your rationale for them them trading Tate was the same reason why I was, like, fine last year when uh, the Pistons traded um, Bruce Brown for very little. It's like, hey. He, for a bad team, he doesn't do much. But mm-hmm. like as, but then we, as we saw as like a, a versatile like the exact player we're talking about. For a really good team, he's very useful.
1: Yeah, I mean the Rockets have some other guys that they could potentially trade to. Like Eric Gordon makes a lot of money, but anybody who needs a shooter, you could do a lot worse than Eric Gordon, uh, Daniel Tice, um, Garrison Matthews. But the thing is, like you know, Tice and Matthews are guys that you can play at like multiple positions tice can defend a little bit matthews can obviously shoot and they're you know they've at least been in the league and can be you know professionals in an environment which seems to be something that the rockets need right now given guys like christian wood and kevin porter jr i think how old is how old is matthews i think he's like 26 he's really that old
0: okay he's so he's a pretty old rookie
1: he's not a rookie he was on no a, last year last year he
0: was a, he was a pretty old rookie was he too or is he a second year player last year I, it, I thought he was a
1: second year guy last year the, maybe I'm the, just wrong about no, how my old
0: he uh, is. my my uh he's my, ability, my ability to parse like when things happened across the last three seasons
1: is yeah he's twenty five he played eighteen <laughs> games two years ago okay um but yeah no like there's some other guys they can trade I think that if if Green had been as good this season as people thought he was going to be, maybe they could be in less asset accumulation mode. I think he's been fine. And like similar to Anthony Edwards last year and R.J. Barrett the year before, I don't really care what Jalen Green's shooting percentages are. He's on a fake team, essentially, not being put in position to succeed. If he had great shooting percentages, that would be great. But I just want to see the flashes of what he can do on occasion and, I, like, I don't care that his rookie season hasn't been particularly good, especially with the injuries that he's dealt with. So, but so I you, don't you, think you, it's 100% clear that they have their foundational guy yet, if that makes sense. Right. So mm-hmm. until you have that, I think you do have to be an asset accumulation. You,
0: you kind of threw me a hanging curveball that I have to swing at. So you mean, like, showing the flashes like Anthony Edwards did, not like R.J. Barrett didn't. Right yeah. But. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean RJ showed him, I guess, in year two rather than in year one.
0: Yep, but then, then, but then, what happens?
1: Yeah, uh, it's not. It's not <laughs> I'm sorry. Ball, I, when he plays the Pacers, he's like the best player in the history yeah. of basketball.
0: No, it's uh, so. So, for listeners who don't know, uh, I, I, um, Knicks, Knicks fandom basically declared war on me this summer because I did not have RJ Barrett among the sort of the top 125 players in the league
1: and. And specifically they were incredibly angry about Alex Caruso's inclusion and yes. RJ's disinclusion and uh, Alex Caruso a really important part of one of the best teams in the league right now so Yep. Yeah. So let's let's
0: go back and talk about the Bulls though. Like since we since that uh, since I, you know, don't take be. take my gloating and turn it into a good segue. Um, <laughs> like the Bulls like the biggest problem the Bulls have is they don't have much past their their starters. Mhm. Like, in terms of guys you really, like, I would assume has been a nice, like a nice, you know, has had a nice rookie season. Are you thinking him to play in a second-round playoff game against the Bucks? So so they they obviously need more and probably, like you said, kind of in the big-wing area because who doesn't need need players in the big-wing area, but, like, you know, there there are probably some guys who are too big for Lonzo. And that's that's the guys you're worrying about kind of matching up with
1: us um, mm-hmm. on, on that team. Yeah, that's uh an issue. Like right now you probably have to go with DeRozan or Vucevic oh, and uh that is <laughs> I not think, I think Vooch
0: is probably the is probably the answer, actually. And that's like e- that's that.
1: Yeah, it's it's not ideal. I mean the issue here is like Will they be okay trading Patrick Williams? And like the stories about how much they liked him even before the draft were like not deafening. I don't know the word I'm looking for, but they were like really in love with him coming into the draft. They liked what they saw last year. I thought that he was playing pretty well to start this year. It obviously wasn't very many games. Like they still obviously think very highly of him and like it needs to be worth it for them, obviously, to trade him. And I think there are guys that qualify for me that may not qualify for them.
0: So what, so what like guys are you talking about? Like we like trade him for Jeremy Grant in a second, right? I'm not even the biggest like Jeremy Grant guy, but that's like, that's, that's the trade that, that, you know, the, the making the money work is probably the, like a, uh, a little bit tricky, but, but that that's, that's one that like on the surface to me seems like it makes a lot of sense.
1: Yeah, Jeremy Grant, Harrison Barnes, or get ahead of the Miles Bridges market. Yeah. I would do any of those three.
0: Yeah. I don't
1: I don't I I kind of don't think that there's there's much chance that Miles Bridges moves, do you? No. Um it was just like I wrote down guys that are restricted free agents whose teams might not want to or be able to pay them. Um and he was one of them. Like, are the Blazers gonna pay Anthony Simons this summer? Yeah. I don't know. But- what happens with DeAndre Ayton this the summer? What happens with DeAndre Ayton? Uh, the 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 Spurs are they going to pay Lonnie Walker? I feel like probably not. Do you need a shooter off the bench? Call him up.
0: Where you did know? he go to? Like, Where he
1: Where he go? the uh, The best school in the country. Certainly a much better school than Patrick Williams went to. <laughs> uh,
0: um, if 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 you hadn't guessed, uh, Jared went to the University of Miami. Um, and is is a big big uh, big uh, partisan for all of their uh, all of their alums. Yeah, I mean, um, I don't
1: even try to hide it. Um, granted, like I'm right about Bruce Brown, um, so that helps. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean, and meanwhile, I I only can claim like you know Freddie Gillespie's freshman year, so <laughs> that works. Yeah, that works. yeah, um,
1: yeah, but so. Would you, like, you think you would do Patrick Williams for Harrison Barnes? I think I would. I don't think that the Bulls would because they're thinking, I think like, they I, think more highly of Patrick Williams probably than I do, more highly of a player coming back from a serious injury than I do. Um, yeah, it's, it's tough. Because I, I, I also think you probably have to give up more than just Patrick Williams. Um, really? And that gets tough too. This is this I mean wow
0: that like you you'd think that Sacramento would want more like like you think Sacramento says no to you know everything else. like assume that there's there's just kind of
1: Oh no that's like what I meant like you have sa- to do the salary matching Oh yeah I yeah, yeah, got gotcha, uh, gotcha, you got know. you got gotcha. you okay
0: All right well that that then that makes that, that, that makes a little more sense um if if you've got uh if you've got it, if you
1: if you're talking about like them maybe having to take bad money back also or something like no 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 okay. like salary match second round picks something like that you know I mean is there any like
0: even guys who maybe aren't available but since they're in a position to like I guess it's hard for Chicago since they've already used so much draft capital to to you know acquire the the team they have have now they don't have a ton to go out and get somebody but is you there know anyone would be really
1: beneficial for them to have exactly. um, Thad Young Okay, that's. I feel they, like that's an answer for a lot of teams. They can't tr- get him because they traded him right. this season, <laughs> and, in the know, DeRozan deal,
0: right? And that's you know the part of the re- part of the reason why like we all hated on on the DeRozan deal wasn't that DeRozan wasn't going to make them better. It was like that they paid him so much that to
1: make the matching salary they had to trade that young, among other right. things, and that's. And, if they had yeah. just signed DeRozan outright and not given up Thad Young in a first-round pick, I would have been like, "Wow, that's great."
0: Yeah. Um, but at the same, good enough
1: that. Uh, oh yeah, he's, he's more than justified. Yeah. I call. mean, it's still you do have to
0: worry about given his age. You do have to worry about the out years. But like, if they're able to keep this up this season and go on a nice deep playoff run, then like, yeah. it's almost the rest. The rest
1: of the deal is almost house money. Another thing that's interesting to me is, like, what do you think the Pelicans are going to do? Because Zion doesn't seem like he's, like, going to come back this season. But if they start trading guys that are good, what does that say to him? <laughs> I don't know. Who does Nike
0: want for Zion? Yeah. Oh, no, but like, it's, it's, that, but like That's who he plays for now, right? The,
1: yeah. The no, Nike I mean, campus. like, I think that more teams should have been interested in Josh Hart as a restricted free agent this offseason. He's been quietly, like, really, really good this year. And I think that if somebody tried to get him as, like, another, you know, a, a, a four for their, you know, like, that big wing role, like, I think you could... He's one of the best guys that you could get for that role. Like, he's a pretty good shooter. He could defend three, three or four positions. Like, he's a good rebounder, especially for his size. Doesn't need the ball. Has shown that he can play, you know, alongside star players before, whether it's, you know, with LeBron or with Zion. Like... Just a really good role player, and um he's like the Pelicans are not going anywhere this year, you know, like if they can get a bunch for him, why not, but also what does that say to Zion if you're like we're gonna trade you know or one guy who seems like a good quality playoff player um you know
0: yeah no it's it's it 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 i mean he is the exact guy we're talking about who is who is that you know that that sturdy six five guy who can play up and, and do a lot of different things. So yeah, that's the, that's, it's hard for me to see them really doing anything. Like maybe they, maybe they, do, they, they actually make a, 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 like a, a pre-agency move where they, you know, use, use some of their young guys to go get more veteran help. I don't know if I would advise that, but I think that there's some, there's some incentives there that are perhaps perverse. Um, if, you know, where, uh, you know, jobs are at stake. And so making the play in would be, would be a, 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 not not just a stretch goal, but it's sort of a requirement. And then, but, you know, what does like Jackson Hayes and Nikhil Alexander Walker get you? Does that get you anything that, that's, wor- that, that, you know, helps you at least progress towards, you know, yay, we got the, we got the 10th seed and got a postseason game. I guess that's what we're going to have to call them, right? They're not playoff games, but they are postseason
1: games the 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 play in tournaments. Yeah, that sounds right. I mean, I could check with uh with Tim Frank and see what they're calling. I mean, they're just calling them the play in games. Yeah. But it is post regular season, so
0: I, I can say that they are so in 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 the way that the that the NBA data is coded there's a there there's a signifier for what kind of game it is and it's a different it is neither regular season nor uh nor nor playoff so they're, right. they you create, create a new category you can't find
1: like if you go into like John Morant's game log you can't yeah. find the play in games
0: yeah, I mean you you can through the NBA's API but that's um Yeah so who else who else are we who else like, cuz i do think it's it's more interesting to talk about like teams who are kind of
1: trying to acquire yeah so um the jazz um okay joe Engel's not been like straight up this has not been good this year out with health health and safety protocols right now they seem like another team that needs like a big wing type like should they go uh, after Jeremy as Grant have, as they have for 3 years yeah, like Kemrich Williams for them would be good. Josh Hart would be fantastic for them. Um, Ke- the thing about Kemrich Williams is he only makes like $2 million, mm-hmm. which makes it kind of tough to trade for him. And like, well, it, makes it easy, th- would make it easier for a team like the Jazz to trade for him, though. Just No, I just meant in terms of like yeah. what you have to give up. Like, because you, yeah, you're going to have to give up something good. More picks. But, yeah, no, like, <laughs> but is, is OKC going to take Yudoka bookie and Nineteen second round picks for Cambridge Williams? I don't know. Yeah, probably not. But maybe. I mean, you know, there maybe are Azabuki, Jared Butler, and like. But the thing, like, I don't think you can justify a first round pick for Although maybe you can. I mean, like, if
0: you're, if, I mean, if it's a first round pick that's going to be twenty seven. Yeah. Like, you know, that's. I do. I remember someone was talking about trading for Iman Shumpert back in the day. I think it was like okay, but wasn't OKC. It's the Cavs? No, was it OKC? OKC? Were, was it, it were, you know, when they were at the, the tail end of the Durant run. And it's, it's like, OK, give up a first rounder to get a good rotation wing. Nothing mm-hmm. special. But it's like, you hey, can't give up a first round pick for that guy. Pick. If you got that guy with the 28th pick, you'd be ecstatic. So, like... Um, but yeah, I think he's on the, probably, he's probably not quite good enough that even with like, you know, the 28th or 30th pick that you, you give up a first rounder for Ken, as
1: much as I love Kenridge Williams. Um, yeah, but I mean, Utah does need, you know, the, I think Ingles has to be like the matching salary. If you're going to try to get a guy like Jeremy Grant Ingles for Covington,
0: I'm not sure why Portland does that, but I'm not sure why Utah does really either. Like. I mean, Covington, I think that re, that rebalances them some. Like you know, the way the way they play in the playoffs, like, of becomes a just a
1: corner shooter on offense. But and, I think you also need somebody that can like somebody other than Mitchell and Conley that can create off the dribble. I think is valuable for them. You also need somebody who's willing to shoot. If you're the Jazz and Covington this season is not willing to shoot the fucking ball.
0: The, at this point, like. You, the Blazers are also one of those teams where you just kind of have to okay this that the the their season is just jacked and like from it, um, I, like there are there are situations like that where it's just like that's just a mess, and and you know people doing unusual things you just don't know like he is getting a little older so
1: maybe you worry about that but at the same time it's like. The situation is fucked, so what What are we... like? Yeah, I mean, they know. also, like, they essentially got Rudy Gay to play that small ball five kind of role off the bench. But um, I think he's more of a, he's more of R and and
0: he's, he's also a, he's, you know, he's a guy who is, has been miscast defensively as, as if he's like a stopper, like mm-hmm. one of the, you know, in his, in his best days, which are admittedly behind him. He's a, like an elite kind of help off-ball guy. And that's you know that's not precisely what they need, but it wouldn't hurt. I mean, it's not like it's not like they're getting a bunch of off ball defensive you know help from you know Mitchell and and Bogdanovich and Ingles now. So like that is something that could improve for them. Like anything stuff that anything that kind of slows the ball rotating around the perimeter, so they don't get you know straight line driven to the, to the basket. And it, so Rudy has to sprint to the corners and back 10 times,
1: <laughs> a possession like he did last year against the Clippers would, would, would be useful for them. Yeah. Somebody had a, a highlight on Twitter. Um, I can't remember how many days ago, but it was, you know, uh, Clarkson, maybe getting blown by at the point of attack. And then like six guys in rotation and the Rudy has to close out to the corner and then get back to the rim. And I was like, this is exactly what happened in the playoffs last year, by the way.
0: Um, He's just yeah. not good enough. Anyway, that's enough. Not 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 to grind axes, but uh, you know, do you, like we've talked about them a little. I I kind of think the Warriors need a little bit more, or could use a little bit. Like they are they are good enough to win a championship right now, but I do feel like they're a little late. You know, they're like they've got a bunch of guys who are. Pretty good, but are you going into the playoffs counting on Otto Porter and counting on Gary Payton and you know counting on getting something from from Bielitsa? Like really? Like that's the, like you think those guys are going to be like positive contributors in like a conference finals plus situation? I'd like to think so. Like I've been a big fan of Otto Porter's game for a while.
1: but Yeah, I would be looking for a center, whether that's a higher end like Miles Turner. Or just like a break glass in case of Kevon Looney can't play twenty minutes, like Robin Lopez. I've got um,
0: a, I've got a, I've got a center name for you for them that, that occurred to me today.
1: Go ahead. Is it Larry Nance? Uh, Rashawn Holmes. Oh man, I mean, I love Rashawn Holmes. I mean, what? Uh, why did Charlotte not sign a Rashawn Holmes yeah. offer sheet this summer? I don't know. That's that, I. That, I guess they traded for Plumlee instead. Yeah, I mean so they, they did get to move up like 27 picks in the second round to do it. So, yeah, well, that's it's good good for them. Good 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 business. But then um, I think they traded that pick in that deal with the Knicks. Yeah, that all
0: the Knicks sort of arbitrage that somehow got them money and moved up picks, which was No, that
1: was the year before. That was this the year, year before. they traded yeah. They traded a first round pick for a pick that can't be higher than that pick in the future. Terrible trade. <laughs> I, you know, but you got to say you, you, you at this point you have to be pretty pleased with with what the Knicks ended up with. Oh yeah, drive. that's like the one trade they've made that makes absolutely no sense. All of their other trades have been pretty yeah. good so far. But also, just you know, uh,
0: Quentin Grimes looks like a player. Like yes, Deuce McBride, when he's been on the floor, has as
1: like he's not ready to contribute yet. But like there's something there. So, yeah, and I think anytime you find a, a point guard who like affirmatively can play defense it's like found money because mostly none of them can. Yeah. That not through any fault of their own. Like it's, it's really difficult the way the league calls the game now. So if you find one that can like actually positively affect the game on defense, that's,
0: it's pretty nice. It, 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 unfortunately for Sacramento, it helps if they can, you know, shoot the ball too. So Davon Mitchell is as good defensively as, as, as he can be is still, it's, it, you know, yeah. Um, who, who else do you think is, it should be on the, on the, you know, the, the Lakers need something, but are the,
1: are like, honestly, are the Lakers good enough for it to matter? Yeah. Um, so like who's taking the Westbrook contract, I think like precludes a lot of deals for them. And then how much does Talon Horton Tucker actually get you at this point compared with the trade deadline last year? is another question. It's just very difficult because everybody else in the team... Does he get you Alex Caruso or should you just have a time machine for that? Yeah, everybody other than LeBron, AD, and Russ is, you know, a minimum salary guy. So the only guy you can really trade is THT and I don't know what he's getting you at this point. Or like if you just,
0: if you need salary, like none, like, you know, makes about five mil. So that like gets you... Oh, is he on
1: the the room,
0: uh, the mini mid level, I mean? Yeah. Yeah, so he, so he's like he's the other guy they spent actual money on this summer. So he's and he hasn't played, played.
1: because yeah. of uh, injuries and health and safety protocols. Yeah. and so even though even though
0: like the, you think that he probably would have helped them at some point this year, if you have a a real upgrade, he's probably a guy who ends up in the deal just because like you're not going to be able to make a seven for one trade. Right, like that just <laughs> that just doesn't happen because you know the. The of, of roster rules, even in you know, in the role, shall we say, relaxed
1: roster rules that that we're getting this season. Yeah. No, I mean, so the the Lakers are definitely one. I think the Nets, they still kind of need something. Um, are you sure? Not hundred
0: percent. And, I, and, 100%. I, say, and I, I say this because, like, have, like if you go and look at like how basically since the start of December. You know, we worried at the start of the year that 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 oh well, you know, they they took away. He's not going to draw fouls. He's uh, it's uh, it's all over for 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 James, and and you know, he's averaging 11 free throws a game since the start. So and and you know, he hasn't shot the ball great from the outside, but he he looks like he's rounding back into that kind of that all NBA form. And KD is KD, and like. Whatever else you want to say about Kyrie, if that's your third best offensive player,
1: it's kind of a nightmare. Oh, yeah. I mean, look, it's it's not that they necessarily need something, but they could put themselves over the top. Like, they have the Joe Harris contract for salary matching purposes. The issue is that it's two more years beyond this year and who's necessarily going to want that with his injury. And then he's obviously such a a guy who's a much more useful player on a really good team. And, um, you know, who's going to give you the the kind of player that you'd want if they're supposed to be good. Well, so Um, that, I mean, almost makes me think that
0: like an, uh, almost a natural trade target or trade partner there would be a team that's, you know, has kind of a good base of talent, but it's just it's just not happening for him this year. For whatever, whether that's you know injuries with like Denver or the Clippers or you know whatever's going on in Boston, like that would be the kind of team where Joe Harris would be kind of an interesting trade piece because like okay, this year is whatever, but we have him on that contract for the next two years. Pretty good. Um, that would be really helpful for us. Um, so I wonder if there's anything that can get done there. I can't. I can't off the top of my head. Think of like a player from any of those teams that would be
1: like the guy. A guy the that Nets should. That those are the, the especially not in that salary right. range. Like getting Jeff Green back would be nice, yeah. but you can't trade Joe Harris. For well, no, and range. that's and that's you know talking about they need something. That's kind of the hole that there is. There is. Right. is My thought was, why don't they get in on the Jeremy Grant sweepstakes? <laughs> um. Joe Harris, Dayron Sharp, Ken Thomas, and a first round pick for Jeremy Grant. I don't know what you're
0: Yeah, I guess that
1: I mean, he like, could be like your small yeah. ball five. I don't know. Like I I it's that seems like It's not changing your life is the thing.
0: No, I think but... it it does make them better. It helps them this year, but it's and and they're you know, I just made the art the, the kind of the "What are we doing here?" argument for the 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 Warriors doing like going all in. So it would be kind of churlish to not do the same thing for Brooklyn. But at the same time, it's just like um, if both are healthy next year, I'd kind of rather have Joe Harris. I think so, especially like in in the role that each would play on a team like the Nets. Mm-hmm. So sure. that's that's sort of that's a little bit
1: where. Where I have yeah, you know, the, the I other guy I thought the of for them was Miles Turner, who I would rather have than Joe Harris if I were them. Yes. but does Indiana have any use for Joe Harris at all?
0: No. <laughs> no. Well, and, and nor does Indiana have any use for just
1: you know middling young guys either. Right, but like you know, Chris Warte is like the same age as Joe Harris anyway. So yeah what 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 do you do
0: if you're Indiana?
1: Just inject, like I don't even know if the, this
0: trade deadline. Just what do you do?
1: Like they're. I would try to trade as Sabonis for as much as I can. I think get get him get him in get him, get him in there for Ben Simmons. <laughs> He's really good, but it seems unlikely that they're going anywhere anytime soon. And I think it just allows you more of a reset than trading like Turner or Lavert would. Is he is Sabonis a guy that that? that would would have any interest to you if you're the warriors. So I think uh, um I, I think Zach Lowe talked this, about this on his podcast where it was like the difference for them between trading for Turner and trading for Sabonis. Sabonis fits absolutely in terms of like another offensive option. He likes to hold the ball a little bit and that makes it somewhat of a difficult fit, but Turner is not like a quick decision maker on the move offensively either and that makes it somewhat of a difficult fit on offense, but he would obviously fit very well defensively. You, you, you also um, wonder,
0: like, Sabonis is a good enough passer that you do wonder if he would, it, the ball would be as sticky with him if he was playing in more of a free-flowing offense. Like, he's never, in, in his pro no, career, like, it's been, like
1: you know, it's like, he his rookie year, he never got to touch the ball because he's playing with Russ. Oh, my God. He was abjectly yeah. terrified of doing anything with the ball when he was a rookie other than immediately giving it back to Westbrook. Yeah. And then, so, but then for, for kind of the rest of for his Indiana career, he's
0: like, you know, I think Nate McMillan's a pretty good coach. He's not a specially progressive offensive coach. So mm-hmm. like Indiana's offense was always kind of very station to station. And, you know, it's, it, whatever they did last, you know, Carlisle is not basketball either. So I do wonder if like the stickiness of the ball with Sabonis is just a little bit of a function of 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 environment because he he's not a guy who like who can't make a decision, can't make a read with the ball. Mm-hmm. And like there's just more reads to be made with with the Warriors cuz
1: they're just they're just doing more stuff. No, I think that makes sense. Um I don't know how you get him if you're them. He's mm-hmm. making a lot of money, isn't he? Twenty something,
0: yeah. Yeah, I mean, you, it's you, you know, you start to, it becomes like Wiseman and, you know, I mean, I guess you
1: could like if you're getting Sabonis, you can throw in Kevon Looney for salary matching purposes. Although I actually, I actually kind of like would
0: not want to because, like, that's you know, Sabonis can be a big body against you know certain matchups, but I think you would like to have Kevon Looney. Just against, you know, against DeAndre Ayton, against Anthony Davis, against Rudy Gobert, against, you know, like if if so, or if you make the finals against Joel Embiid or Giannis or something like that, and so I think I think going in, like going in with like just just as much as going into the playoffs with just Looney as a real big, is kind of frightening. Uh, going in with just Sabonis would be would be really frightening.
1: That is another good point that I should have thought of. I was just trying to think of guys that uh, could make the salary work, and he yeah. was, you know, the first one that came up. Yeah. Um, no, but, no, I mean that it's, makes it's, sense.
0: I mean these 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 are reasons why why trades don't happen sometimes.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I'm trying to oh. think who else like needs to do something. Does um, Boston need to do something? I mean something. But so we were talking about this in a, one of our Slack conversations the other day. Everyone's like, Boston needs to do something, but also, don't break up Tatum or Brown and Brown. Well, then what are you doing? Like, so here's 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 my
0: thing about like Tatum and Brown is like people say, oh, why would you want to break up? You have two star wings. It's like, yeah, but if you if you compare. Like, they're sort of on the just the they're both kind of on the just the edge of being like true stars, and you mm-hmm. look at like the other guys who are kind of in that area of like of of that that constellation. They're all either like they score more efficiently, or they do a lot more playmaking, or both. So it's like they're just like they're both like really good, but it's not. There's not a lot of but, and they also bring everyone with them the way that like a, you know, the way that like a Jimmy Butler or a Paul George to do, you know?
1: Yeah. I mean, one issue too, is like, they're both good individual defenders and not necessarily as good, uh, in, in team defense. And so their defense is not having as much of an effect. And I think it's the same with Marcus smart, although Marcus smarts, better team defender than they are. Um, their defense, I think, this season is less than the sum of its parts.
0: No, I, yeah. I, with, uh, like, uh, those two guys and Smart and Robert Williams or Al Horford out there, like, that's like, and, and, and you know, you've got Grant Williams, who's a solid, like, you've got a lot of, you and know, you've got some solid defensive talent. And yeah, occasionally – It's not that they're bad. a
1: bad defense either. Like, they're in the back half of the top 10. But if you have all these guys that are that good individually, like, get to the top five. You know, well, like, and and to, for them to be because their offense
0: is gonna, they have so little playmaking that their offense is going to be middling at best. That you have to be top five defensively to mm-hmm. to, to to make much of a of an impact. Yeah, they're 18 so
1: on offense right yeah, now.
0: So, and I, you know, I honestly that feels about like their ceiling with with
1: kind of the talent they have. Yeah, well, that's why I thought um, try to get them a point guard somehow. But, who's the target there for them, and what do you have to give up well I mean that's and, and that's like that thought process is sort
0: of how you start to like really consider like obviously you would need like assurances that player wants to play and will stay and blah blah blah, but like we like do you round for Ben Simmons,
1: yeah, I mean. I guess you have to look at it.
0: Any Boston person I've brought this up to has like recoiled in horror,
1: like when I bring this up. But I I mean, I think ultimately I wouldn't do it either. Like I think that Jalen is probably a better playoff player than Simmons because he can shoot and because he's like more of a wing. Like you know, Is um,
0: is he a better playoff player than than Simmons? in a situation where Simmons can be a ball and hands guy. If we haven't, we haven't really seen that. Yeah. I guess I don't know because we haven't seen that. Yeah. And you know, but then, then, then you're doing the thing where it's, it's this mystery box could be anything, even as good as Jalen Brown. Um, So, but at the same time, like I like kind of the synergy there with, with Tatum and Robert Williams is, is pretty obvious in ways that like, Brown is good, but there's not really any kind of
1: networking goodness that goes on with the rest of that roster. Cause yeah. he- the universe of available point guards, too, is not very good right now. I don't think, like, they're not going after, like, John Wall or Goran Dragic. You know? Jalen Brunson doesn't make very much money right now, plus what are you giving up to plus, get him? Plus, Okay.
0: Jalen Brunson's fine. He's having a nice year. Um, I'm. I'm. Oh, know. I. I think I think more
1: highly of him than you. Yeah, I think
0: I think so. But like, you do like he was not playable in the first round of the playoff last year. Yeah, I think he just had a bad series. Okay, but but he was, was good in the playoffs the year before. It was, it was seven games, and he had, he had seven games to not be bad, and he was, <laughs> you know.
1: Yeah, I mean, look. Sometimes you have a bad series, yeah. though. Yeah, it's know? true. Right. It's
0: true. But it's like like you know you're. If you're making moves to acquire a guy who you're going to have to pay, like,
1: yeah. and uh, as he, you know, he's it's also just difficult to get, like, it's difficult to give something good enough to get a guy on that yeah. contract that he's on. It would be yeah. easier to trade for him if he was already on the contract that he's going to sign this offseason.
0: Yeah. At least then you know exactly what you're getting into, I suppose. Right. Well, so we've made no trades so far, which I think is is probably a harbinger of, of what this trade deadline is going to look like. Yeah,
1: I mean, I think that's especially true because more teams can delude themselves into thinking they're in the playoff conversation because of the plan. Yeah.
0: I mean, this if if ever there was a time for a team to like we saw it last year how how well it worked out for Toronto to like yeah, we don't need that and kind of go the other way. This is again a season where I feel like the team that decides like you know the plan would be lovely, but who cares? um could probably do pretty well just because there's there are there are teams that have needs and not a lot of which fill the <laughs> actual bad teams in the league <laughs> yeah. Well, cool. I think uh, we've, we've solved none of the world's problems, but this is a, this is a good hour. Uh, That's what trade talk
1: usually does. Yeah, exactly. Anyone, anyone <laughs> in
0: the audience have uh, have a quick question before we get out of here, or uh, or we'll uh, we we'll see you next. Anyone, anyone? Well, all right. Well, um, Jared, I appreciate you uh, you joining me for the uh, the second, much more technically successful uh, <laughs> of, of calling shots. And
1: uh, folks, we'll uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, man. Appreciate you.